You're listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply, from the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes, by way the curbs and streets we design. City engineering touches your life in so many ways, explained right now in Everyday Engineering. Have you put mulch thought into your yard this fall? If you haven't, after listening to this podcast episode, we hope you do. It can make your lawn greener, reduce the time you rake, and put nutrients back into the soil. Really, wins, wins, wins all around. And hopefully by the end of this podcast episode, you'll have every bit of information you need to mulch successfully. My name is Hannah Molinitsky, Public Information Officer for the City of Madison Engineering Division, your host on this podcast. And today we are talking about leaf management, but from a mulch simpler perspective. Our expert voices here are Phil Gabler, Water Resource Engineer from the City of Madison Engineering Division, and Aaron Presley, Horticulturist from the Old Brick Botanical Gardens. So thank you both for stopping by. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. Did you notice, did you notice any punny mulch starts in that intro. Always love a good good garden pun. Goes yeah. a long way with this crowd. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we have at least a little, Phil's just like, okay, Hannah, let's get moving here. Okay. Uh, so before we get into the ins and outs of mulching, let's start with the leaves. So why should we care about leaves, where we rake them? Because there really is purpose to raking and where we should and shouldn't put them. So I'll start out here with uh, about five years ago, the city of Madison and USGS embarked on a research study to quantify how leaves impact our lakes and what we should do with our leaves. And we basically found that leaves that are in the street provide a lot of phosphorus to our lakes. And just by raking them out of the street and putting them on the terrace, and by raking your yard leaves just to the terrace, you can prevent a lot of phosphorus from going to the lake. And that's because once water and leaves mix on the street, there's no place for that water to soak away before it gets into the lake. And you make what's called, or what we call, leaf tea. And it's just like tea at home. When you put that tea bag in your hot water, it turns brown. And that brown is an indication of all the nutrients and things that have come out of the leaf. So the leaf can stay there, but all the damage to the lake from the phosphorus loading and the nutrients comes out and goes into the water and makes it to the lake. Hmm. Leaf tea. That's something to remember also because we're all trying to be mindful of the leaf tea and project the message about leaf tea and educate the public about leaf tea. Um, I, I guess, do you have anything to add on that, Erin, or should we move forward? I guess, um, you know, where Phil is talking about the leaves in the lakes being a big problem, that same nutrient load is something that in your garden is actually a bit really big resource. Um, all of those leaves, as they are accumulating nutrients that the um, tree has in it, the, the tree is actually bringing up nutrients from very um, deep-seated levels of the soil, and they're contained in the leaves. And then when you are able to keep that matter in your yard, in your garden, reapply it back into your lawn, you're actually harnessing the power of all of those nutrients that um, have accumulated in the leaves over the course of the season. And as they break down, you not only um, have the benefits of the minerals that are within the leaves, but the addition of that um, organic matter can mm -hmm. improve your soil quality and help it um, retain more moisture. 
Um, the added organic matter provides habitat for beneficial fungi and microorganisms that are helpful for your plants. So from a gardening perspective, all of those leaves, um, we really consider that to be a real resource for your garden and not something that you should consider a problem. So don't let it go down the stormwater system. Keep it in your yard if possible, right? That sounds easier also. Okay, so a lot of us dread raking. If you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. And dealing with leaves really in general. So what are our options for dealing with them? Um, well, probably the easiest way, and especially one that's going to really be saving your back, is just using your regular lawnmower to mow up the leaves that are on your yard. If you don't have um, a super, super heavy accumulation, Usually a couple passes with the lawnmower is enough to chop them up to an extent where they kind of will just filter in within the blades of grass and kind of add a nice little layer of mulch to the um, soil surface where it interfaces with the grass roots. And that um, is really beneficial for your grass. Um, a step further beyond that is possibly taking those same leaves and bagging them. Mm -hmm. And then you could use that to redistribute to other parts of your um, yard and use it as like an organic mulch going into the fall. Um, Phil, do you have anything to comment about? You said that you've been doing some experimenting <laughs> with mulching and using your lawnmower at your own home. Do you have anything to add there? Otherwise, I have a few notes from our experience at Ulbricht, too. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say on a, <clears throat> excuse me, on a homeowner perspective, mm -hmm. I have a kind of low-power electric plug-in lawnmower that I inherited from the last homeowners. And That's I'm awesome. not really that interested in investing <laughs> in a new mower right now. <laughs> so I was like, well... It's not a mulching mower. Okay. I'm like, will this work to mulch leaves? And I just gave it a try. I took the bag off the back, let the flap close down, and mm -hmm. just went over a few passes. It works okay. I think you could do better if you had a mower that's designed for mulching. They have a different blade, and they don't have all these you know, holes inside of the mower that they get clogged with grass and leaves. So okay. You could do better than I'm doing, but it works. <laughs> but that's what I was I, I was going to say, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but um, it, there's a difference between if people aren't fluent in mulching and composting and everything like that, like there is a different type of mower for mulching. Correct. Correct. Okay, we'll get into that a little bit more. Before we kind of go a little further, what is the difference for anybody who's not familiar? What does it mean to compost? What does it mean to mulch? Keep it simple for any of us that are still learning about that process. So basically, uh, both mulching and composting are a way to reuse organic material that you're producing either through your household or through your garden or just other aspects of your life. If you're mulching, you're basically using those materials like your leaves, and you're using them in kind of an unprocessed form. So you're just um, either applying them kind of directly back into your garden beds intact or with leaves if you want to use them as a mulch. It does help to chop them up a little bit just so they don't get um, you know, matted or kind of packed down or end up smothering things at all. Um, so, But there's nothing to say that if you put on just a light layer of just unchopped leaves, that's going to be good for your garden beds, you know, hands down. So when you're mulching, you're using that as just kind of an unprocessed um, organic amendment. Usually you would put mo most mulches down on garden areas at a 
about two to three inches of mulch is usually a good amount. And um, you want to avoid the um, base of trees or the exact base of your perennials. Keep the mulch, you know, maybe about an inch or away from the crowns of your plants themselves. But mulching really benefits the soil in a lot of ways. It adds organic material, promotes moisture retention, can really help prevent weed seedings, um, weed seeds from germinating because a lot of weeds need light to actually hit the seeds to germinate. So a lot of great benefits to mulching. So in, throw that mulch on there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> especially with a leaf mulch, which is a nice, um, you know, very natural thing. Like think of leaves falling in the forest where they just accumulate at the forest floor, and it's kind of all part of a natural process. Um, at Ulbrick, we definitely prefer the leaf mulch over using something like a shredded hardwood bark or um, a little bit more heavy-duty mulch. So that would be a little overview of mulching. Um, composting, on the other hand, is using those same organic materials, but you're using them a little bit further down the line of decomposition. So if you're really making a um, true compost pile, you're adding materials that are both carbon and nitrogen-based. So carbon-based so materials. So how do you even know that? Yes, right. <laughs> Help so us out here. <laughs> kind of think of green versus brown. Um, Phil, do you have any uh, insights into composting? Or I would just say that a, as a you... A good way that you so do it at your when home When you're or composting, yeah. right, if you, are, if you take your leaves and you run them through your mower and your grass happens to not be the shortest you are going to get a good mix of grass clippings and chopped up leaves that can go into a compost pile if you're collecting your leaves in your, in your bag. So you kind of have already preset your compost pile. You just have to dump that out and then make sure you turn it because it needs the oxygen as it decomposes to stay hot enough. And there's some nice benefits of having a hot compost pile. Hmm. Okay, so we've kind of laid the foundation. We talked about the leaves. We talked about why we want to keep them, what we can do with them, the benefits of keeping them, and sort of that sort of process. But, um, you know, what are the steps to actually mulch? So if somebody is kind of on their way listening to this podcast episode right now, on their way home, what do they need to do first to mulch successfully? And keep it simple for us. Sure. <laughs> so if you're going to mulch leaves into your lawn, all you need to do is mow your lawn. Okay. And not, Step one. And not collect the stuff <laughs> off of the mower, right? Just let it stay where it goes. Okay. You know, if it's a side shoot, maybe you have to drive over a few times. If you have something that has a, it's a mulching mower, you just mow your lawn like normal. And be careful that if your leaf load is super heavy, you might want to consider doing a little bit of raking ahead of time so your mower doesn't bog down. Right. Another thing that can be very helpful if you're looking to just chop up and mulch those leaves is pay a little extra attention to the height that your mower deck is set to. Mm. Um, a lot of residential lawnmowers will go up to a height of about um, three to four inches. So if you have a lot of leaves you're looking to chop up, start with your mower deck set at the highest level, and then it, um, it won't get bogged down right at the beginning. And maybe you can do one full pass at, say, four inches, and then once it's kind of roughly chopped up, do another pass over at three inches. Um, if you do have places in your yard where even after mowing, you have some pretty like heavy accumulations, you can always feel to redistribute that material um, either by raking or like even with a leaf blower and kind of blow it off into other um, areas and redistribute it where you feel like it's a little thin. Yep. Last year, I raked up my little leaf duff pile that was too thick and put it on my garden bed as mulch, and it worked great. Also, if when you're mowing you have some spillover onto the sidewalks, your driveway, your neighbor's driveway, the street, carefully 
get out a broom and broom that back onto the grass, keep those nutrients off of those impervious surfaces. Okay, fall mulching, spring mulching. Is there any difference? Or when I was looking up mulching to try to study for this interview, because I like to have at least a basis for this, you know, there's some questions about mulching in the fall, mulching in the spring. Can we kind of tackle that briefly for anyone who's interested in doing it year-round? I think, you know, anytime you have material on hand that you're uh, is available to use as a mulch is a good time to use it. We at Ulbrick, we are mulching um, year-round, especially the lighter kind of like leaf mulch, um, dissipates pretty quickly in the garden beds. The microbes really go to work on it and, you know, earthworms and other organisms. And so um, if we have bare spots in the fall, we'll put them to bed with a nice layer of mulch on the top. And then we definitely do a lot of spring mulching around emerging perennials as well. So it's not just fall. It can be fall, spring, whenever you want to do it. Yep, whenever you have the stuff on hand, I think it's a good time, honestly. Although if it's your lawn, I would not just let the leaves stay there all winter long because they're going to they're <laughs> yes. going to come out of winter real wet and real hard to mow. <laughs> yes. Okay, different kinds of mulch, briefly, when it comes to making your own versus buying, and let's talk that. Um, I think, you know, anytime that you can be reusing your own organic material on site is really the way to go, especially as I don't know um, if many Madison residents are aware of the jumping worms, the invasive jumping worm that's becoming more of a problem in a lot of parts of the city. So the jumping worms are um, an exotic species and they are really going to work in our gardens and there's um, quite a problem with them at the Arboretum and they actually grow very quickly and they eat really fast. So in the soil they kind of decimate the organic matter and they make the soil very grainy and decrease its nutrient and water holding capacity. So they really have the potential to do a lot of damage in our um, gardens. And so the less that we can be hauling stuff away from our yards and hauling, you know, kind of foreign materials and um, mulches and things like that in, uh, it's going to prevent the spread of the jumping worms and other similar species. So I'm a really big proponent of, you know, anything that you can hold on to in your own in your own yard, that organic matter takes a long time to build up. Um, so if you can keep it on your own property, it's going to be better for your entire like little micro ecosystem you're trying to harness there. And one other great benefit of mulching and mulching both by mowing into your lawn or raking onto your garden beds is that that really helps out the city collection. Every leaf that you rake out into your terrace then gets picked up by an old garbage truck and driven to our compost facility. That takes a lot of gas, a lot of time, and a lot of effort. And if everyone is mulching as many leaves as they can, you're keeping all those nutrients and all that great, all the great benefits on your property. We also have a little uh, smaller goat going through the python, as someone once referred to the leaf collection <laughs> to me as. Wow. And it helps out. We can have faster collection. We can have a little more time to do a better job and keep everybody you know, on schedule when they don't have to drive that garbage truck over to the composting facility every four houses. Sure. Uh, we only have a couple more minutes and we got to get through a couple more things. We promised we would talk about mulch lawn mowers. Let's talk about that. Are they expensive? Um, what do we look for? Help us <laughs> find the right mulch lawn mower. So I did a little bit of research on this. Sure. And if you just buy a regular mulching lawn mower, they come gas and electric, riding and push. 
right? Everything other than kind of your real mower. Your real mower is not going to be a mulch mower ever. Uh, but you also, if you have a non-mulching mower, you can buy a little conversion kit. And essentially it blocks the chute where your grass will fly out the side, keeps it inside of that mowing deck, and lets it get chopped a couple times. So I think if you just look for a mulching, mulching mower and or a conversion kit and your hardware stores can advise you on what exactly you need for your specific brand. Last question, and for each of you, any resources um, for residents listening to this that they can stay connected or help them either with mulching or leaf management? Um, you know, at Ulbrook, we have a great library, and so if people have specific questions, they are, um, you know, the librarian is happy to answer them either by email or refer you to um, books that would help you kind of address your mulching and composting questions. And if you're looking for a little bit more of a hands-on approach, um, we have both spring and fall cleanup classes that we run at Ulbrick, and a big focus of those classes is different ways that you can reuse materials that are generated on your own property to really benefit your gardens and not be hauling a lot of stuff away. And I'll say that uh, Ripple Effects, so that's Ripple-Effects, uh, is the website that our permit group uses to push out information. On that website, you can sign up to get a text alert when it's going to rain. And this will reduce the amount of effort. If you want to keep the street clean, it really only matters if it's clean when it rains. And as we all know, leaves fall all the time. So you can get a text alert if it's going to rain more than a half inch in the next 24 hours, minimize the amount of effort to keep a clean street, and also get a good reminder that it's going to be rainy the next day and you won't forget your umbrella. <laughs> we also, on ripple-effects.com, there's also opportunity if you want to sign up to get a sign to put in your front yard as well to say that you are mindful of keeping the leaves leaves, leaves out of the streets um, to kind of spread awareness and education to your neighbors as well. Thank you both for stopping by. This was really fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I had a lot Thank of fun. You. This was great. And I learned a lot too. I hope uh, you listening at home um, also did too, or on the bus if you're listening to this. Uh, a whole other part of the leaf management process includes leaf collection. So the city's streets division has a fall leaf and yard waste collection every year as well. So make sure to click over to cityofmadison.com slash yard waste and click the pickup schedule button. And there's also an interactive map to show what crews are out when. So for all of these resources, you can just click over to the city's website, cityofmadison.com, and then click on the agency that it impacts. If you have more questions about this topic or anything else you'd like us to chat about, like us on Facebook, City of Madison Engineering, because we're here for you as a resource every day in engineering. <laughs>